This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 565. It's great to have your company once again. Thank you for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Samsung has beaten Apple for the first time for an important consumer award for its tablets. The small, affordable Australian-made product that lets you breathe underwater and Kobo's new all-you-can-read and all-you-can-listen book subscription. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Panasonic's first six-blade electric shaver. We're also going to talk about the Aspera affordable new smartphone with flagship features and the Sennheiser earphones that also double as a hearing aid. And we'll answer all of your tech questions, of course, in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear. That's the company that keeps you connected and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, it's pretty competitive when Samsung and Apple go head-to-head. They're the two big electronics companies that have smartphones and tablets and earphones and their 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 own ecosystems for customers to use. Samsung has scored a win uh, recently with the CanStar Blue Most Satisfied Customers Award for the very first time in the for their tablets. And so that means they've beaten out Apple for the first time in this category as well because it's Apple normally normally taking the chocolates in this in this category for CanStar Blue. CanStar as you know is the comparison website. They ha- they have their CanStar Blue Awards. And what they do is they survey Australians on their on, about these products. And in this case, they surveyed more than 3,000 Australians who had purchased a tablet in the last two years. And what they did, they asked them to offer a rating of on their experience in these areas. So value for money, user-friendliness, battery and charging performance, design, durability, performance and an overall satisfaction score. So they're, they're asked to provide uh, between one and five stars for each of those categories. Samsung actually received five-star ratings in five categories. The five categories where they scored five is value for money, user-friendliness, battery and charging performance, durability, and the overall satisfaction score. Apple, on the other hand, received a five-star rating in three categories, user-friendliness, design, and performance. So it's it's really interesting comparison here, and you can see these the ratings and the, and the categories I'm speaking about on, on Tech Guide if you want to take a look at the story. But you, when, you, when you think about Samsung has just launched its new Galaxy S Tab lineup, so sorry, the Tab S lineup, they also have their Tab A lineup of products. And I think one of the reasons why Samsung's had uh, some good scores here, especially in the value for money category, is because they offer tablets at all price ranges. Uh, Apple's iPads tend to start at around the $800 mark, even perhaps a little bit cheaper. But Samsung have tablets as cheap as $379. That's with the Galaxy Tab A series. 
So the Galaxy Tab A is more like your entry-level iPad, whereas the Galaxy Tab S series, which they, they launched a new whole new range uh, uh, back in July – they are more like the Pro range. So the iPad has the iPad Pro. They've got the iPad, iPad Air, and iPad Pro. So the Tab S is more like the the iPad Pro range. And the the new the new Tab S is actually I've just received one for review. I've received the fourteen point six inch model. So this is that's there's three in the lineup. There's an eleven inch. 12.4 inch and 14.6 inch was what, which is what I've received, and they're available in either black or beige. And I've got to say, I'm really enjoying it so far. Review will be up on Tech Guide in a couple of weeks, but in this tablet category, I think tablets have now become the go-to device for people who uh, really didn't want to purchase a new laptop. I often advise people who are saying, "Look, I'm after a cheap laptop. I just want to check emails, browse the web." do those sorts of things. My answer to those people is often, well, do you really need a laptop anyway? Why don't you just use a tablet? Whether it's a Samsung, whether it's a Lenovo, whether it's an iPad, whichever, that would kind of get you through. And if you want to use it like a laptop, of course, there are keyboards that you can buy, including the Samsung range and, of course, the Apple range as well, that allow you then to position it like a laptop with a full keyboard and a trackpad so you're able to, to get your work done. So tablets, I think, uh, we're coming to a point now where uh, it, it's it used to be with phone. It's not like phones that are changed more often. Like we're we're changing phones every year, two years, three years. Tablets tend to last a bit longer. So we, we talk that the the changeover normally is maybe four to five years. Uh, maybe not so with the pro lineup because a lot of a lot of customers want to have the latest and greatest. But uh, tablets, I find, are becoming we're sort of. I think we're in the renewal cycle right now because I think uh, a lot of customers purchased back back four or five years ago are looking now to get the new models. And uh, I, I hear a lot of people talking about then being not much of an upgrade from one year to the next. And 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 I get this with the smartphones as well. Not everyone buys a new device every year. Some do, and that's their good luck and their good fortune too, if they can afford it. But there's not not most customers fall in the category of having a device for years. We're talking two, three, four years. In the case of tablets, we we, we might be talking five to six years where they haven't purchased a, a new tablet, haven't upgraded. And so for those customers coming to the latest version, which to the people who maybe bought last year's model might think, yeah, it's not much of an upgrade. But to those people who purchased one six years ago, it's going to be a game changer. Same thing goes with smartphones. The the the, the Galaxy S23 range was an incremental upgrade where there was a significant difference to last year's model, as was as we'll see soon with the iPhone 15. It's not going to be a drastic new device. It's going to have a few improvements here and there. And, and these are aimed at customers coming to these new devices from, in the case of the iPhone, perhaps a, from the iPhone 10 or 11. In the case of Samsung, there's people might have an S10 that they're going to upgrade to the new device. So that's why I think it's really important to uh, the, the these these the new models aren't aimed at the customer who bought a model a, a device last year. They're 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 aimed at people who purchased one many years ago. But just getting back to these awards, I think it was interesting where the areas that Apple uh, Apple had the five star rating in design. Apple's known for their design and their the whole the whole look and feel of their products. 
Samsung I only had a four-star rating in that category. Uh, but when it comes to user-friendliness, both Samsung and Apple receive five-star ratings. The overall satisfaction award, Samsung received five stars, Apple received four stars. Value for money also, Samsung had five stars compared to Apple's four stars in that category as well. And I think that's significant when you're thinking about, about what the sort of the period we're in now where there's cost of living pressures and people are looking to save a dollar here or there. Uh, that these are these are decisions that people make. Uh, often the decision to purchase a product it could is purely made on just because it's a bit more affordable uh, in, in these days. So it is design and performance is great, but also the the bottom line, the cost of those products is also significant as well. The CanStar Blue Awards, pretty significant for Samsung, and they're no doubt proud of this award, uh, being especially beating out Apple for the very, very first time in the tablet category. So uh, good on them. But it, it does it does follow a couple of other awards that Samsung have used, actually, that they've won. They've won, I think, most satisfied in smartphones as well earlier this year too. So they're having a big year, Samsung. And this is just on the tail of uh, uh, Samsung releasing the new foldable devices, the Galaxy S. Uh, the Galaxy Z Fold 5, the Galaxy Z Flip 5, and of course, the Tab S range of tablets as well. Their Galaxy Watch 6 has also been released. So their ecosystem has been updated. If you want to read more about that, that story, the CanStar Blue Most Satisfied Customer Award and Samsung winning it, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. We love talking about Australian companies on this Australian podcast, of course, and there was one product that we were we were told about an Australian company based in Melbourne. Uh, companies called Scorkle, uh, and what they've done, they've actually come up with a small yet affordable product that lets you breathe underwater. So imagine a scuba tank, a scuba scuba gear, but shrunken down to be easy to use on with with hands free so it actually just goes you put the mouthpiece in your mouth of course but there's no other equipment that you need so with with if if you are a, a scuba diver and scuba by the way is a is an acronym stands for self contained underwater breathing apparatus so just a bit bit of trivia for there as well so if you if you are a, a familiar with scuba gear it's not cheap and you really need to be trained up to use it properly, to use it safely. Whereas what, what Scorkle's done here, the Scorkle 2.0, they've come up with this portable electric device that offers endless and easy refills. So what it looks like, I best describe it as like a, a big, you know, those water bottles that can keep liquid hot or cold. They're sort of made of metal. Imagine a large one of those that looks like a mini scuba tank and at the very top is the mouthpiece and adapter so that you can actually pop it in your mouth and be able to swim underwater and breathe underwater with this thing for up to 10 minutes. It's a, it's a tiny little tank that has enough air for 10 minutes, which is pretty cool. If you want to just get down there and have a look or maybe you own a boat, you might need to repair, get under there and take the crap off your hull or untangle something off your propeller or whatever, however, whatever reason you got for going underwater, whether it's just for sightseeing, which is most of us, or you want to go spearfishing or whatever you need to do, then the Scorkle 2.0 could very well help you. Now, the product is available. It's been launched on Kickstarter right now. So the campaign is already been kicked off. And if you, it's looking for support with the the device will eventually be then delivered and on sale in March next year. 
So this is this is unfortunately not going to make this summer, but you can be get your hands on it by March next year. So they're looking for some uh, support on Kickstarter. Once it hits a certain target, then it's officially going to go into production. That's how Kickstarter works, and uh, it, it will. I think going to be really popular, especially here in Australia. We do love uh, we do love getting in the water in Australia and other parts of the world as well. Now, Scorkle, this is the Scorkle 2.0. The initial version was released in 2017 and was sold in 60, more than 65 countries. Now, I don't know what that first one looked like, but there's no way it would be as small as what they've come up with now. They sold 8,000 of those units back in 2017 and generated more than 2 million US in pre-orders. So they've been down this path before. No doubt they've taken their learnings and come up with the Scorkle 2.0. You can see pictures of that on Tech Guide as well. There's photos of people swimming underwater. Basically, the mouthpiece is then is held in place, and so you're, you've got hands-free, your hands-free underwater, and it's basically just the tank just hangs down from the mouthpiece uh, down onto your chest. Uh, so you can still easily swim and do what you need to do underwater, and you've got 10 minutes of oxygen. Now, to refill it, here's part of the, the new offering. There is a new electric compressor that allows you to power so that, that once that's connected to power, you are then able to, uh, to refill, refill the tank. So there's the, the package is the Skorkel 2.0 itself, the mini scuba tank, the Skorkel battery pack, and the air compressor. Now, the battery pack can actually be powered by batteries that you use with power tools. So if you've got a Milwaukee, a Devolt, Makita, or Bosch battery, that you know you normally pop them on drills, and I, I use mine in the garden. I've got a, a, a hedge trimmer and a blower that use these batteries. You can actually pop them on the side of the battery pack, and that powers the the air compressor to refill refill the tank. So really, really cleverly done. The, uh, the, there's quotes in the story from the Scorkle creator and founder, David Hallamore, and he talks about how he sort of grew up around the water and this has been a passion project of his to enable more people to enjoy uh, getting in the water and getting underwater and uh, but in a more affordable way. I think the, the line they used was, the cost of this device is a drop in the ocean compared to the full scuba gear. So, yeah, not, not, not a bad little line, that one. But Scorkle 2.0, you can see photos. There's also an introductory video that you can check out at our story at Tech Guide. So if you are keen, you need to come up with your own mask, by the way. So the mask isn't included. It's just the Scorkle little mini scuba tank. But once you've got your mask, so your nose is inside the mask, so you, you're sorted there, this lets you breathe, of course, in and out of your mouth. Uh, so anyone who's been scuba diving, or they'll think, yeah, not a problem. They can get it. But the, the idea, the, the the attraction of this product is that anyone can use it. You don't need to be trained as a scuba diver to use this. So that, that's the whole uh, appeal of the Scorkle 2.0. But don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. If you want to see the video and the photos and find out more about that Kickstarter campaign, you can check it all out at techguide.com.au. Now I'm I'm a massive reader. I love reading. I, I I usually have a fiction book on the go, physical fiction book. Uh, I've normally got a physical non-fiction book. I've got usually an an e-book on the go, and also an audio book on the go. So I kind of read four books at once, but because they're on sort of different formats, so my brain doesn't get too muddled. I can still get it done. 
So having access to all these books is is I think fantastic. And what Kobo's done, Kobo is one of the one of the companies that not only make the e-readers but also have these these subscription plans for the actual content itself. So the e-reader is the store as well. Anyone who's got an e-reader knows that that you can actually purchase and download a book uh, in seconds. Well, what Kobo has done, they've now combined. They previously had an ebook, an all-you-can-read ebook subscription service that was thirteen ninety-nine a month. They also had an all-you-can-listen service for thirteen ninety-nine a month. Well, you can now combine those to a read and listen subscription, so you've got access to more than one point three million ebooks and more than a hundred thousand audio books, as many as you want as many for, for each month for $16.99 per month. So you can you can go go nuts with your books, reading, listening. Uh, it's all there thanks to this new subscription plan. So it's really, if, you, if you're more into your reading, then of course stick to the $13.99 per month. But I, I love having the audio book because you can get through one pretty quick. Like if you do a bit of driving, you could probably get through a book a week. And if you're on a long commute and, and if you drive a fair way each week, then you can, of course, listen to this great podcast while you're driving or on the train, or you can listen to an audiobook because the audiobook lets you read books where you couldn't normally. Like I can I can listen to a book mowing the lawn or walking the dog or doing the housework. And that's what I love about it. And I'd also like to sit down and relax and actually read a book with my eyes. I like to see the words and read the words and, and enjoy the story. So uh, this, I think, is is going to have a huge appeal to people like myself who who love love reading in any form, whether it's listening or actual reading as well. So what what you can do with the subscription, sixteen dollars sixteen ninety nine a month, you can access the plan. You can either download the app, which is free on on iOS and Android, or if you've got a Kobo device, there are many e-readers, you're able to access the service through that as well. So if in the case of an audio book, you'd probably access that through your phone app. So you're able to take uh, take the link, link to your account, have your headphones on, or if it's in your car, it's connected to Bluetooth, you'll be able to listen uh, while you're driving or while you're exercising. I, I, I walk, I'm always listening to a book or a podcast or something when I'm walking. Uh, I very rarely listen to music when I exercise. I'm listening to spoken word content nowadays. I find, but that that if that's if that's you, then this is a great opportunity for you to get more uh, audio books. And of course, there's Audible and these other services that that offer audio books. But the the all you can eat model, I'm really I think is of a, a, a huge appeal here. Sixteen dollars ninety nine a month. That's the cost of a book. Or an audiobook. It's 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 more like audiobooks can be quite expensive. So this is a value proposition. If you're into your reading, whether you like listening to the books or reading it uh, with your eyes, then I think this is the way to go. The Kobo Plus subscription, they're calling it, and plenty of uh, plenty of new titles, old titles, old classics, new thrillers, mysteries. You name it, biographies, if you're into contemporary fiction, non-fiction, all, all the famous literary works as well, classics of childhood as well, also narrated by celebrities. There's a lot of celebrity narrators as well. So uh, that's what I like about the, the audio books is it's like it's like listening to a performance. It's a, it's, it is a performance where you get a good narrator, good someone, a good voice artist, the, the narrator, 
they can really get you into the into the spirit of the book and get you involved because of their performance. It's, uh, if you haven't tried audiobooks, I highly recommend them. They're fantastic. And you can do that if you have the Kobo Plus subscription here. So you can have both the ebooks and audiobooks right there. If you want to find out more, check out some of those titles that are available too and find out more details, you can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. We're kicking off the review with a different type of product this week. It's uh, not a, an entertainment product. It's not headphones or, or a computer or a phone or a TV. It's a shaver, an electric shaver at that. So there's a tech involved. This is from Panasonic. Now, the model we're looking at is the es LS9A. This is the very latest in their range. It's their very first electric shaver that has six blades. And you know what they say, the more blades, the closer the shave. And I can literally vouch for that because I did use this. I did I did actually, you can see a before and after photo of uh, the, the day I shaved with, the, with my growth. I had like about three or four days growth there. But I've got to say, the quality of the shave surprised me. I'm not usually an electric shaver. I don't use electric shavers. I'm more a razor guy. And I use shaving oil too. I don't use shaving cream. I use oil. So that that loosens, like smooths my skin out, opens it up so I can have a really close shave and a quick shave too. Uh, the one thing I found with the Panasonic was it did a great job but I think I needed to get better at how to use it, like the direction of attack. Like I know how to attack my beard with a, a, a razor blade, but with the with the Panasonic, it took uh, slightly longer to do, to do the shave to shave myself. But uh, I had the same result. Now the new this new shaver, as I mentioned, has six blades, but not any old blades. Under the hood here are Japanese surgical grade blades. In fact, the same types of blades used to make samurai swords. So that's that's sharp right there, don't you think? I think that's a pretty cool little bit of bit of information that uh, the same blades that went into making a samurai sword are sitting underneath the grill here to help shave your beard. And of course, it can handle all kinds of beard types. Like I'm I'm I can get a decent decent thickness of beard. But uh, the beauty of having this sort of blade is they maintain their sharpness even if you've been using it for years and at the same time they cause minimal skin irritation. So it's all about the quality of the blade. Now there are two thick stubble blades that are coated with titanium. There's also two finish blades and two lift blades because you know there's a process here. So it's got to get in there, lift up the hair, other blade comes in, cuts it off at the root. 
that that's as closest to the root as possible. Now, the height of the beard capture area increases here thanks to the tapered blade tips. So this makes these the long, flat, difficult hairs. It captures those and lifts them up off your face and, and then it cuts it off. The inner blades are nano sharpened to a 30 at a 30 degree angle. So the angle that it cuts the hair, it's a, it does that so it cuts the hair as close to the root as possible. Uh, and, and we can work whether you're shaving wet or dry. So I can use my oil. I just actually shave my face dry when I use this. I didn't use the oil. It would have been easy with the oil, I reckon. Or you can use um, shaving cream, whatever you want to do. It'll work in the shower even if you want to, if you like shaving in the shower. The shaver has, of course, a flexible head as well. The, the head has to move around and sort of adjust to the contours of your head. In my case, a lot of contours there. And it did, uh, it's still, see, the idea of that is that it, it needs to maintain contact with your skin while, mate, while adapting to the shape of your chin and your cheek and, your, and all the parts of your face. And, and it did a great job. The six blades can also move in 22 independent directions vertically and horizontally. So it's not going to miss anything. It covers a greater area with each stroke. And it is a decent, it'd be, I reckon, perhaps, I think, just a shade under five centimeters wide. So that's a bit wider than a regular razor blade. So there is a lot of area to cover, and it does a really good job in giving, uh, in finding the hairs and cutting them pretty closely. Now, the, how's this for impressive, how this works? There are more than 84,000 cross-cutting actions per minute. And uh, so that, that whether you've got a thick beard or thin beard, 84,000 times it's going to be coming across your skin per minute. It's not going to miss much. And as I said, I decided to give it a try for myself. Uh, I hadn't shaved, I think, for three days I had there. And you can see there's a before and after shot of me. And um, the before shot is obviously with my three-day growth. And afterwards is is the result. And I, I got to say, I, I asked my wife and my family. I said, "How do you reckon? Is this a close shave? Is it close as, as you normally expect from me?" And they said, "Yeah, it looks good." And they had no idea that I'd actually use an electric electric shaver and not my normal razor blade. So that that was a big tick from uh, my family and 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 my wife as well. Uh, it did take me longer though, and I think that's more my fault than the shaver's fault. I'm not I'm not an electric shaver guy, as I said. And I had to sort of work out the direction, the best direction to go. I think it's different from a razor blade. You need to sort of work in a different direction. So I think you are to follow the grain of your beard or whatever they say. But it did. Once I worked out the best direction, the line of attack, then it worked out really well. And once I got that right, all that was left was nice, smooth skin behind it. Also, too, the, uh, there's a little pop-up trimmer on the back. I like to give the – I start with the sideies just to give them a little bit of – just to make sure there's a bit of a gap between my sideburns and the rest of my face so that I can easily do, to clean up uh, below my little trimmed sideies as well, the sideburns. Also comes with a cleaning and charging dock. So what you can do, you can take the shaver with you, say on your travels, and just use the the plug that which can can connect directly to the shaver. So that's like your travel version. It comes with a little a little travel pouch, a little hard little case that you can put it in, or you can use the same plug and cable to charge to connect the cleaning and charging dock. And what that does, you put it in upside down. 
and it automatically re- removes all the beard trimmings, all the little bits of hair, uh, while it's recharging at the same time. So uh, re- really, if you're going to use it at home, that would be the ideal solution. If you're traveling, you've got the small zip-up pouch and the plug that lets you uh, let you get have a good shave on the move. Now, this, this being a pretty advanced shaver, six blades, latest tech, it's not cheap. It's 899 bucks and available at the shaver shop right now. But if you if you're like a lot, I think people are different. Men are different with how they shave their face. A lot of a lot of people they might not have they might have a beard that's that's a bit lighter uh, and easier to shave. That uh, I know a lot of people who find my dad, for example, only uses an electric razor, electric shaver. His beard is different to mine. It grows in a different direction and maybe not as thick. And He's perfect for this. In fact, I'm going to give him this now. I, I've used. I told my dad I've only used it a couple of times, so you can have it. I will clean it before I give it to him. Don't worry. But he would be perfect for this. So if you're the sort of person who, uh, who can have got have you got a manageable beard that you've had success in the past with an electric shaver, then definitely give this a try. The Panasonic ESLS 9A, 899 bucks, which means it's pretty good quality, of course. So you get the cleaning dock and the charging dock and the shaver itself. Uh, it's made really, really, the build quality is amazing. It does a really good job. So if you want to check it out, you can see our full story at techguide.com.au. Now, I know we talk about a lot of flagship phones and a lot of expensive products, but I do love when there's a product that's an affordable device, but that still has the features that customers are looking for. One of those products is the new Aspera Mobile from, uh, it's an AS8 smartphone from Aspera Mobile. And this is 149 bucks. Now, for the price, I've got to say, there's a lot of features on here that are really impressive. It's got fingerprint recognition. It's got face recognition and also has NFC. That's near field communications. Why is that important? Because that's what they use. That's what stores use to make for people to make contactless payments. So you can use Google Wallet in, in on this phone and you put your credit card in there and then bang, you can pay with your phone. That's the, for, for a $149 smartphone, it's not a feature you would expect. There's phones twice as expensive as this that still don't have NFC, that that, that lack that feature. So Aspera, they've been in the market and have been releasing, I think they had a $99 smartphone a couple of months ago as well. So they're a company that's offering a lot of value for money for customers. And this is case in point, the AS8 uh, does offer that great value. Now, of course, it's not the S23 or the iPhone 14. Of course it's not. And because it's it's a tenth of the price. And, and for what, what you're getting, though, you still get a 6.3-inch display. Now, the resolution might not be as good as the iPhone 14 or the S23, but it still, it still actually looks quite, quite nice. It's running Android 13. It's got an octa-core processor with 2 gig of RAM, 32 gig of internal storage. You can actually just take a gig of storage and use that as virtual RAM as well. So that sort of boosts performance a little bit, allow you to switch between apps and do things a little bit faster, but still pretty zippy. There's a, of course the other thing that you don't get is the the 50 megapixel camera. You get a you get an eight megapixel camera, 
uh, alongside a 0.08 megapixel camera. I think that's a telephoto or, or a, a uh, uh, maybe a macro camera. I'm not not too sure, but that is uh, they're they're the rear cameras, and there's a five megapixel camera on the front. So when it comes to like for like, of course, if you're paying two thousand dollars for a phone, you're going to get the best camera. Uh, on that device, this isn't this does this costs a, a tenth of the price. So you get your camera is still good. It's not going to be as good as an iPhone 14 or the S23 or the Fold 5, but it's still going to actually be pretty respectable. Uh, the the thing this also has too. Now it has, as I mentioned, face recognition, a fingerprint reader on the back panel, uh, a decent camera, does the trick. It's got 4,000 milliamp hour removable battery as well. But this also has dual SIM cards. So there's room for two physical SIMs. So you can have two numbers on this device. So say you got a work mobile and, a, and your private mobile, rather than having to carry two phones around, you can actually carry the AS8 and put both SIM cards in it. That, that's, that saves a lot of trouble. Like if you're a tradie or someone who you got your work number and your private number, then you can have them both in the same device. And just you can see which which numbers, if you're getting a call, you can see which number it's coming in from. So you know whether it's your work number or your private number. And this is on a phone that's less than 150 bucks. So pretty good. I think a lot of bang for your buck here. We're all looking to sort of save a few pennies here and there. Petrol's really expensive. If you're still driving a petrol car, then you, you pay, put a lot of expensive liquid in it to drive it. Interest rates are going up. Cost of living. Have you been to the grocery store lately? It's not cheap there either. So anywhere where you can save a bit of money and still achieve what you want to achieve, this makes great call makes calls great calls like they like the rest, messages, photos, everything you need, runs apps, the whole thing for hundred and fifty dollars. So if you really if you're not fussed on having the best camera in the world, and you would want a respectable camera, a decent camera then the Aspera Mobile is there to deliver. So don't Aspera doesn't put this across as being a flagship phone. It's got some cool features, though, that like a flagship phone, but it offers great value, the features that you need, that, that it, it ticks but most of the boxes for most users. If you want to take a closer look to the Aspera Mobile AS8, it's a 4G-only phone, by the way, too. That's another difference. Doesn't work on 5G. Is 4G. 4G is everywhere, so that's no problem. Uh, the AS8. It's 149 bucks. It's available at Big W, uh, IGA, Trinity Petroleum, Mobile City. You can see all the places where it's available at TechGuide.com.au. Sennheiser is a brand we know from their earphones and headphones and soundbars and other audio products. They've just released the Conversation Clear Plus earphones, which are basically a pair of high-quality earphones that can also double up as a hearing aid as well. They're called Conversation Clear because it'll help you pick up people's voices, even if you're in a busy restaurant or out in the street. You can still, it still can focus in and let you hear people's voices quite clearly. So it lets you even choose the level of background noise you want to block while still being able to focus on people's voices. So it's like a hearing aid, it's noise cancelling earphones at the same time, and, and the technology just sort of zooms in on that voice and lets you hear it quite clearly. Now, I know there's a lot of people around who their, their hearing isn't the best, they may need a little bit of help. 
uh, without maybe the need to purchase a hearing aid, a product like this can help them get by. So if, if, if they want a, a good pair of earphones, this ticks that box. If they want to be able to hear what's going on around them, especially people's voices, they want to stay in the conversation, then this, let, this lets you do that as well. It's got active noise cancellation. So the, their Bluetooth earphones has active noise cancellation. So it reduces outside noise, the ambient sound, so you can focus in on your content. It also has ambient awareness so you can stay connected to the environment around you. So say you're out for a walk or a jog and you're near busy roads, you want to be able to hear what's going on around you. You don't want total noise isolation because you want to hear if there's anything happening around you with the traffic and all that. So that's why ambient awareness exists. But this is, I think, a two-in-one product that that can let you hear your content, but also when you need it, it can be a bit of a game changer when it comes to detecting and enhancing those conversations. So it has the automatic scene detection feature. So uh, not only is it focusing on the voices, but it analyzes the noise levels around you and matches the speech enhancement at the same time. So it's canceling the noise and enhancing the voice at the same time. So the result is this crystal clear voice that you're hearing in an otherwise really noisy environment. So uh, Sennheiser's technology in this area has been incorporated into these compact earphones. So they're not like these massive earphones. They're not much bigger than regular earphones. So you, it's two products in one. It can let you hear better, but also lets you hear your content at the same time. Um, they're, they're, you can adjust it. There's three different listening scenarios. So one lets you adjust the level of noise cancellation to hear your content. The second boosts the level of conversation around you, so lowering the noise, raising the voices. And the third offers high clarity. So if you're streaming content, you might have it connected to your TV, tablet, whatever you're doing, you're watching, streaming content through it as well. So you can view stuff, you can listen to stuff, and also enhance that conversation as well. Now, there's a nine-hour battery life on board this too, so they're pretty impressive. The charging case offers another 27 hours of listening time, so you're not going to be caught out. That's a lot of listening time. And if, if you are... If you are one of these people who has a little bit of difficulty hearing people's voices and focusing in on them, and you don't want to go to the trouble of getting a proper full-blown hearing aid, this could be a game changer for you. Now, this isn't cheap because it is, as I said, it has that hearing enhancement on board as well as being a high-quality pair of earphones. These are priced at $1,399.95, which I hear, get it, I hear, is a lot cheaper than a hearing aid. So... Definitely worth it because you are getting, don't forget, great earphones at the same time and the hearing device as well to help you boost those conversations. So it uh, might sound expensive, but actually when you compare to hearing aids, it's actually not. Uh, if you want to take a closer look, check out those features and see what it looks like. Check it out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware, or viruses, or your personal information being exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. 
Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls, and identity protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring. You have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays in private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is proudly supported by Belkin. Belkin's our great partners, belkin.com forward slash AU. Belkin sell a range of products. If you're after a pair of earphones or some charging cables or a charging device, a MagSafe product, USB docks for your laptop or your desktop computer, Belkin has you covered with a full range of accessories, cables, everything you need for your computers and your phones. You can check it out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I've done a couple of interviews in the last few days uh, about the 3G shutdown. A lot of people might not be aware that 3G uh, will cease to exist in September next year. So it's gradually going to be phased out. The networks are going to shut down their respective networks. Vodafone shuts their 3G network down in December this year. So that's December 2023. Telstra's 3G network will be shut down in June 2024. And Optus will shut their 3G network down in September 2024. So we're still got a bit of time, but we really need to just to sort of take a look, do a bit of a stock take at some of the products in our lives that may need updating. Now, if you have, uh, for example, I think a security system that has like a back-to-base system, that could be a 3G product. Of course, phones, I think not many people are rocking 3G phones nowadays, but there may be some. Uh, so they will cease to exist on your respective network once 3G is shut down. But I think the, the big one and the one that really needs the most urgent attention are medical devices. A lot of medical devices uh, are powered through the 3G network. That, that offers that connectivity. So, for example, someone might have a, a pendant. So they, in, the, in the event of them having a fall, they press a button. It then calls emergency services or a contact. That actually uses the 3G network. So as we're approaching the shutdown, it would be a great idea that if you know maybe an elderly relative that may have one of these products, it might be, might be a good idea to check on them to make sure that this product will continue to work in the event of an emergency well beyond the 3G shutdown. Uh, other things like a little the FPOS little machines in stores, you know, those uh, little tap-and-go machines, a lot of them operate on the 3G network as well. And I'm sure you've heard the stories when the Telstra, Telstra has an outage and none of these machines can work and everyone has to pay cash. Uh, it, it, it does have a huge effect. There's even cars that have 3G network. My, my Tesla Model S, which I bought in 2018, it was a 2017 model, I bought it in 2018, it had a 3G SIM card in it, and that's how it connected sort of my Spotify account uh, or the GPS and all those things. It allowed me to locate the car when I needed to. Uh, so it had a 3G network. I'd actually upgraded the system, so the MCU, so the screen and all the computer behind it, 
uh, and that was that upgrade then brought it to 4G. So it was LTE. 4G is also known as LTE, which is short for Long Term Evolution. So uh, what's going to happen with 3G? Why people saying why shut it down? Why are they going to do it? Well, I say to people this. Each network has a has what they call spectrum. That's like their little block of land of their network. So say, imagine uh, each network has a block of land and they can decide what they want to do with that block of land. So at the moment, the portion that's taken up by 3G, once they get rid of that, it allows more room for 4G and 5G. So it does. It, it will make the service better for customers. So where you would formally connect by via 3G, you will now be able to connect via 4G. Of course, your device has to be compatible with 4G. So if you've got a 3G-only device, it's not going to work once they shut the network down. But if you've got a, like a product like a smartphone that can range down to 3G all the way up to 5G, you're in the clear. It'll then range down to 4G because there'll be no more 3G in the background. So what I expect is that networks will get better. So areas where you used to connect only by 3G, that will now be 4G. It's a very competitive market with the telcos. They don't want to lose a customer. So they're going to do their best to make sure the service, the network is stronger once 3G shut down because they're going to dedicate more of that spectrum to 4G and even 5G to make things better. But now's the time. You've still got a few months before Vodafone at the very earliest and almost a year before Optus, about 10 months now for Telstra. Now's the time to make those checks, especially with those medical devices, security systems, those really crucial items, those products that could be that that are, that a life and death situation could could make a difference if it's not compatible with 4G. So really important to check those out. And that is our show for this week. Thank you for hanging around. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on the show, you can see it, of course, at techguide.com.au. And please get in touch with us. Hit us up. Our email is info at techguide.com.au. Uh, we'd like to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, but also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great companies who have been supporting the Tech Guide podcast. We are having a week off next week, so you won't hear us next week. You'll hear us again in two weeks. I'm actually off to Broome. So I won't be recording the podcast next week, but join me again in two weeks' time. Uh, so until then, stay safe and stay connected. Mm-hmm.